0: this is golden hour hello everyone welcome to golden hour a film review podcast hosted by three nerdy college students that's only sometimes pretentious i'm lydia farber jones that's f foxtrot f-a-r-b-e-r hyphen jones for all business inquiries
1: i'm Christoph schar your other movie dude
0: i'm maddie stenzel i'm your other movie gal Today's our first episode of Golden Hour, which we're all very excited about. Ooh, thank you so much for the enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. We just want to let our audience know who we are, give us more of an idea of where we're coming from, what our interests are in film, and some of our favorite movies. So, Christoph, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure thing. My name is Christoph. As you guys already know, I'm your average snobby film fanatic, especially for international and indie films. Movie hipster galore. I think I first got into movies as a little kid uh, growing up in Chicago. My dad was way more into film than he is now. I think I saw Jurassic Park when I was maybe six. And nice. that kind of started my love for film. Yeah, rest is history. And I guess I'll give my top five.
0: Yes, please. So.
1: Number one, at the helm, Yi Yi, Y-I-Y-I, by director Edward Yang is my all-time favorite film. Second favorite is, if there's any anime watchers out there, End of Evangelion. Then after that, I'd have to say Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. After that, I'd say Ingmar Bergman's Fanny and Alexander is my fourth favorite. Finally, my fifth is The Double Life of Veronique. Next...
2: How about Maddie? Hi, I'm Maddie, telecom student at University of Florida. Top five films right now is Anastasia, the 1997 animation film by 20th Century Fox. Second, The Illusionist, cartoon one, um, 2010 film. Third one, No Country for Old Men. Fourth one, Split by M. Night Shyamalan. It's a great movie. Mm. Definitely go watch it. No, I haven't seen it. (laughs) And then the last one, because I'm such an animation geek, I love the Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas. I love Tim
0: Burton. I'd love to work with his wacky mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My top five, in no particular order, would have to be the Chinese 1991 film Raise the Red Lantern. Possibly one of the most beautiful and subtly dramatic films i've ever watched Mm -hmm. gone girl also in my top five it's probably i think i could say the best book adaptation i've ever watched 2014 was just a good year for movies i think i'm also putting whiplash the 2014 version in my top five Mm -hmm. love jk simmons performance 2014's lego movie as well (laughs) <laughs> love, <laughs> I mean, really a, a jump down, maybe, but um, love the animation, love the non sequitur humor while still having a pretty solid plot. And then again, bringing the class a little bit down, 2013's "Now You See Me" is just fun. Give me a movie with a heist (laughs) and magic, and that's really all I need. We could just watch that every week. I think it would be a great podcast. Let's go for it. (laughs) Did you see number two? Oh, please! I saw it opening weekend. Very good. Daniel Radcliffe coming in, not a magician. I thought he did very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did an excellent job
2: switching over from Harry Potter to all these other movies that he's doing like what was it horns horns, horns. Yeah. Oh, i thought man. that was a good one i did not see that one. ending i really didn't woman yeah. in black one i thought really that was good
1: you know what i actually think this is a weird opinion but okay. i think i mean i'm not a huge horror guy but i think that the woman in black is probably one of the best horror films in recent memory for me like really? it does the super intense spooky bits really well yeah and i was I just on the edge of my seat yeah
2: have you ever seen
0: the babadook
1: I have not yet. Okay, that
0: that one you need to watch. That's definitely
1: That's on my list now. Let's go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we could talk about Daniel Radcliffe films all day, including Imperium, if anyone's seen that, because that's real good. Uh, We did watch a film this week, all three of us. How about you tell us about that, Kristoff?
1: Okay. So, I mean, as you guys know, uh, we're going to be watching a film probably from the Criterion Collection once a week. We'll be kind of going over what we thought of it, etc. And this week's movie was Tampopo, the 1985 film by Japanese director Juzo Itami. This is his second film. A little brief synopsis. It's about two Japanese milk truck drivers that help a restaurant earn, uh, owner learn how to perfect the art of cooking ramen. Bit of a weird
0: Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it's not going to be great, right, but, but it definitely was. Guess
1: what? Super great. <laughs> a little background on the director, I guess, before we dive in. Japanese director, he wrote every film he directed, and this was his second film pretty crazy yeah that's
2: That's crazy I I did not know that quality off
1: the second release already that's great he was um, born for
2: the job then yeah
1: totally he died an untimely death but oh um, really yeah
0: well well
1: Okay, so Wait, I guess it. I'll talk about this a little bit. <laughs> okay. I was kind of saving it for after. He actually did another movie. I think it was the second one after this one. It kind of made the mobsters, the Yakuza in Japan, angry because it was a satirical portrayal. Oh no,
0: I don't like of, where yeah, this is going. Yeah, the Yakuza,
1: they attacked him after oh, what? Well, this is it gets pretty interesting. So they attacked him after this movie came out. That attack actually brought the government more down on the gangs in Japan. Okay. Like it was, like, it was was a big thing, so they started cracking down more on uh, gang violence and whatnot. Later on in his life, he actually... Committed suicide. I'm doing, uh, you know. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, he didn't actually commit suicide though. Here's here's the thing. Okay. Apparently, someone came out recently,
0: like within the came past few years. Not, yeah, give us a date. It wasn't
1: like yeah. recently, recently. Okay. But someone came out. There was an interview, and apparently, his suicide was staged by the mob.
0: Oh no Yeah. Way.
1: Yeah. So this guy was actually murdered by the mob what? after they must have had some really long grudge against him. Understandable All because of this you, movie. Yeah, it's crazy. Man, Yakuza violence is I a mean, big deal in the back in the days. So. Look, That's crazy.
0: people who say that films don't matter and have no impact—seriously,
1: <laughs> it's they history do. Fair
0: watch out. Let's talk star reviews real quick. Out of five, including half stars. Madigan, I would definitely give it a 4 out of 5, 4.5. Okay.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: I am going to rate Tampopo as a 4 out of 5. All right. Okay, okay.
1: Tentative on this, but I'd, after rewatching it again, I'd have to say 4.5 out of 5.
0: Mm.
2: It wasn't like the greatest movie of all time, but it definitely kept me intrigued only because of certain parts and like the background stories and everything
0: Mm -hmm. for sure and I just want to give a general review it had a lot of interesting cinematography a lot of really intriguing and fun camera work storyline sometimes a little difficult maybe some stuff put in that sometimes contributed to overall theme other times I thought was maybe a little unnecessary but overall interesting movie I was entertained
1: Heck yeah, I was entertained. I was entertained, yeah. -hmm. (laughs) Constantly, yeah. General review, I guess. Definitely think that the overall story is aided a lot by a lot of the other stuff going on. And that's kind of what really seals the deal for me. Even Mm -hmm.
2: like the theme. I thought the theme was definitely like love and food and like food. This is a food movie, guys. if If we
1: didn't make that clear, it is about food. It's like and it's a funny take on it.
2: Yeah, it's like a gastronomic religion kind of food. It's great. Food. <laughs> I was hungry and disturbed. True. Yes, definitely hungry, because you can't eat the regular 50-cent ramen packets and then watch that movie. Oh, you my eat God.
1: actual oh, no. ramen. <laughs> I guess we're going to jump in and give a spoiler warning.
0: Yes. Any point after this, until we start our movie news, we are going to be spoiling the movie. So if you don't want to hear about the details of Tan Popo, fast forward, don't turn us off. You want to hear the end. We're going to talk about some big stuff, including the Star Wars trailer that came out today. Very exciting. Ooh, oops. Ooh. But for now, let's get into Tam Popo. I
1: guess I'll start off by saying that intro is pretty out there. Uh, I, I love that they they kind of broke the fourth wall immediately. Yeah, they let you did.
0: Know. Yeah. They immersed you into it. They're they, like, hey,
1: we want you to know this isn't this isn't what you expected.
0: Yeah, to be. <laughs> it was definitely completely unexpected. I love the one third off to the side where kind of focused more on the aisle. We see the couple in their entourage come in, and there was like a slight yeah, zoom I out, and then oh, they come down to the front. Row, and there is a dolly shot following them to their seat, and it was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed by it for sure. Yeah, the opening scene was great for me. Again, like they broke that fourth wall, it
2: was really excellent. I like how they definitely immersed you, and I liked yeah. how they show so much intensity in in the yeah. first scene. Yeah, <laughs> they they just went in there like let's just get some violence. Right.
1: Let, like I love that. The, yeah, the mobster kind of like sets the tone for all those skits that he happen does, and the then video. he
0: comes back throughout. Which I is love neat. it. The theme of this film. Is definitely about importance of food and even like a love. I yeah, think a would love be for food. To say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even his anger at the other theater goer who was crinkling the chips. He wanted a formal <laughs> meal at this movie. No clinking. And yeah, don't no. interrupt it. Yeah, that's Which honestly
1: is... how I, well, I my say, movie <laughs> experience is like this. Wow, this this is kind of relatable.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, me too. I do not yeah. want any noise happening.
1: If we were all mobsters, we probably would do that.
0: You'd have the, the mob backing you up. Though. Oh, true. <laughs> so of you could do it. <laughs> the only thing I would say I did not like about the intro, which will be a recurring theme of aspects that I did not like about the movie, was there was, it was tiny, tiny. Right before we went into the films, film within a film. So there were episodes within <laughs> the film. Mm-hmm. The female companion of the man who gets angry about the chips. Oh, yeah. She... <sighs> He stuck his finger out, and she just took that finger straight into yeah. her mouth. <laughs> yeah. I was not into, not to yuck yums, I was not ready. <laughs> I wasn't into it. Yeah,
1: it gets overly erotic, especially with I'd the monster. Say,
0: <laughs> oh, throughout <laughs> the movie,
2: it yeah. gets Well, I guess we'll get erotic. into
1: that. Too, yeah. So... Introducing Tampopo and the truck mm-hmm. drivers and stuff. It's yes. really great. Uh, fun little introduction. Goro, our hero, guides Tampopo. Honestly, that first scene where uh he fights off the bullies and then he gets mm. beaten up by uh the other bully is it's really fun. It sets it sets up the tragic hero kind mm-hmm. of arc for our Goro guy here.
0: Yeah, I definitely think the first five minutes of the film really set us up for the episodic nature of the film mm-hmm. because in the first Tower of Mayman five minutes whatever we see three different stories we see the couple coming into the movie theater mm-hmm. our two truck drivers and the characters uh ramen master and his student yes. in right. the book that one of the truck drivers is reading so yes. i think really sets up
1: yes i i was yep. actually gonna bring that up because we get introduced to practically all the main cast within the first 10 minutes which mm-hmm. is really solid filmmaking
2: yeah, yeah incredibly after that, you don't have anybody's backstory to, like, to come back in with. Mm-hmm. Right. You well, know? I mean, at least or we have Or nobody else you're introducing. Yeah.
1: We get the whole training arc, the montage. Mm. That was great. I think that they do the montage really well with this. And it gets you hungry. We get all these like beautiful close-ups of the food. And you can tell they're using a different lens because it's all dreamy oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. it's beautiful.
2: It looks like the cheeseburgers from Wendy's or Burger King. And you're like, okay, uh-huh. when I got that in my bag, that's not
0: <laughs> what it looked like on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what I really liked about the training montage is that it was very sports film. You yeah, know? Like-
1: exactly. It was like, had a little Rocky homage yes, in there too yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially liked the sequence where Tampopo was running and Goro? Yeah, yeah. Goro yeah. and
1: Tampopo's on or Tampopo's running and then Goro's
0: mm-hmm. on the bike. Yeah, and Goro's on the bike like shouting her to keep going. He's and... like questioning why he's there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, oh. why am I even doing this? What have I done with my life? I'm a truck driver.
0: Yeah, not to move forward too much but that really links to structure-wise was right when we have the section where she's running and they stop, they stop right in front of a set of stairs and a group of business Men walk down the stairs, kind of hover around mm-hmm. who were our main characters, mm-hmm. and then they step away from our main characters and the camera turns to follow them instead which happened a few other times in the film and i felt like was such a natural and very clean way of directing the audience to look we're not focusing on these people right now these are our new characters we're going to be following
1: it's it does a really good job of like hey um we also have these little fun stories that we're going to follow on the side but guess what we're jumping into that right now We have that business uh, meeting where they all order the food and they get
2: embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. And the youngling outsmarts all of them in this fancy restaurant. Right, it's
1: great. And Um, they all
2: turn bright red. I'm like, okay, that's gotta be makeup.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the super crazy overt like reactions for most of those skits were so on point
0: yeah i saw that as a very obvious and well obvious as in clear but very well done way of showing the audience that the youngest businessman was really an outlier in that group because even when we first come into their like conference restaurant room where they are he almost sits down before Oh, yeah, he gets outlift. bullied and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And his uh, associate kind of yanks him back up. Yeah. So we already know from the beginning this young guy isn't going to follow the crowd. No. And then when we go around, we see everyone ordering same thing, same thing as <laughs> whoever is our big boss. Yeah. And he Executive. just completely orders something else. His associate's kicking him under the table, and mm-hmm. he doesn't care. He just keeps he going. Does which he does is, Which straight. follows with our theme for a love of food. Mm, keep going yeah. like follow your heart when
2: you when you want food like honestly, if you yeah. know what food you want then keep doing what you want because the ordinary is just going to be bland
1: oh yeah they definitely go to the extraordinary i don't know if it happened after that business meeting but they have like a series of skits continuous yeah and the, they, the transition is like just it follows a waiter and then it follows yeah, yeah, another yeah. waiter to another room yep. mm-hmm. the
0: great. scene we're two scenes away from a scene that i did not like but the following scene <laughs> from our businessmen showed the young ladies who appeared to be at some sort of cotillion esque training where uh, the spaghetti the, scene mm-hmm. and oh. i think that reinforces what you were just saying maddie about the love of food and you know if you're enjoying it then you shouldn't really care what other people think because she's telling them how to eat it you know don't make any noise and then we see oh, I mean,
1: right. that <laughs> old like man slurping it, up. Up. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then everyone else you know is just like well Which, Side note: This is why I gave the movie a four point five. Is I
2: did not enjoy all the slurping that went yeah. on in that movie. <laughs> we could have done without it. Like the honestly, slurping. I did.
0: It's ramen though. We I hated slurp it. it. <laughs> no, we could have done without. Uh, I think uh, one thing I could have done without was a scene that came right about right after that, which of course. Oh, the erotic. The erotic sex scene involving some foods. Anyone oh, have a comments nope. about that? <laughs> that was uh, something else yeah
1: this so uh for any listeners that just jumped into spoilers without haven't watched the movie it's goes it pretty crazy
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so it's the gangster and his lover basically they're experimenting with food and they're making love to each other while they're doing it so it's like <laughs> another take on
0: the theme love of food or love and food I don't mean to alienate anyone.
1: <laughs> hey, if think, you're into that, you know, yeah. you do if you. If you're into <laughs> that,
2: that's fine. But, like, I was not expecting that right away. Exactly. Like, I really wasn't. Not in Tampo Poe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have
0: appreciated a warning, perhaps. I would uh, have loved a lead-in, like them making
2: yeah. out, and then mm-hmm. you bring the plate of food in or something like that. But they just hit it hard oh, yeah. right away,
0: and I'm like, mm-hmm.
2: oh, no, yeah. warning,
0: please. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when she just really stuck her breasts directly into Into the whipped cream. cream. That was lovely. Of course.
2: That and then they've got shrimp or centipedes oh, and sake and or shrimp. sauce. I'm pretty sure they're shrimp. And they're they literally like seizuring yeah. yeah. on her stomach. And I'm like, it's supposed to be what is it? Supposed to hurt the lady, but it's pleasurable. Yeah, I did I, not get that. I was I like, know. all right, this must be food. Japanese thing. <laughs> you know,
1: they do have a pretty strange sense of humor these movies, but um.
2: Honestly, it reminded me of the Fast and Furious um, part where they take the rats and they heat up the bucket. Can't say I watched it. Spoiler for Fast and Furious. But that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> if anybody out there knows what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hit Maddie <Okay>. up. <laughs> Hit me up. Maybe someone knows what she's saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> I also was not into, same couple. Yeah, gangster the and the lover. The egg. Oh, it lovely. The egg, it wasn't as bad as the first erotic sex scene. I hated
2: it. I liked the egg more. It's just when she ended it with it oh, like splurging out of her dude, mouth, so I, I was like, I, did she die or no, did she eject? You know, Oh, yeah. I'm like a euphemism what that happened. Was, hmm.
1: It was a big euphemism. It
2: was. Hmm. Yeah. Which which is a lead <laughs> in to what eyes. happens in the end because he dies in her arm. Whoa <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah.
2: Great lead-in. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's true. First, she dies in his with the... Le
0: more. Yeah. <laughs> not really. I don't think she dies, does she? No.
2: Oh. No.
1: Anyway.
0: A little away from egg yolks and whipped cream <laughs> bosoms. The oyster scene.
2: I,
1: you know, so I... It's, it's kind of creepy, okay. I
2: guess.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'm not alone.
2: In oyster that. with the licking of his blood. I thought AIDS. I think it was
1: another <laughs> euphemism because... She she was this young girl.
0: Mm-hmm. She looked a 10. little bit. Um, she looked ten. She did.
1: Yeah, we don't know her age, but right. no, we don't. We are know her assuming age. the blood with the oyster virginity yes. and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
2: the other thing was is I thought maybe it was his lover from the previous sex scenes when he first met her, but then he was wearing the same suit and the same yeah, age, I and I was like, no, was. I don't yeah. think so. Mm-hmm. But it still it was weird because she like licked his blood off of his lip. Uh huh. And I was like, whoa, girl, yeah. you. Yeah, need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not safe. Did you go to sex ed? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that scene was pretty out there. It, again, these skits they are just they're there and they just they're unexpected. You For sure. You don't, you don't know what's happening until it's happening. You're like, all right, moving on. <laughs> and
0: you know, I while I personally did not enjoy viewing them. I understand and I think they really contribute to the overall theme that we're talking about with the love of food and the importance of food Mm -hmm. and bringing people together like that. I see where they're essential and I appreciate that the alternative viewpoint was put in to give us a little bit Mm -hmm. more variety and what that theme means and can be translated into. I personally, not a fan. But it worked.
2: Yeah, it did work for the film. I thought it was great with it. I think even with the erotic aspect They're, yeah uh it still really worked and it brought the theme even closer to what they wanted it to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I think jumping in with those kind of extremes and then it pulls you back in.
0: Mm -hmm. I think
1: that that balancing act is really, really well done. They may make you uncomfortable. Hey, I couldn't picture watching this in a movie theater.
0: Oh my. Not a movie to watch with your parents. Yeah. Well, unless your parents are like that. Yeah, you know, if you have that relationship with your parents, go ahead. That are really comfortable with their body. And food. And food. And food. Mm -hmm. Which is the main focus of this movie.
1: Yes. So let's jump into, like, overarching story.
0: Okay. Tim Popo.
1: Yeah. Developing a
2: restaurant.
1: Developing a restaurant with the help of some crazy gang of... Trusty men. Yeah. Ramen ninja... (laughs)
2: they all have different backgrounds. Each yeah, each I love of the guys do, have... and they all come in. They were collected. Yeah. yeah, they were collected. It's kind of like a making of the Avengers teams, if you really want to put it like that. Each one has like a special skill, and they use that to build her restaurant and to For help sure. her succeed. And the only way she's going to succeed is if they
0: drink every last <laughs> drop of that ramen and broth. Oh yeah, it better which- be.
1: Good broth. Mm -hmm. Once that
0: happens at the end, we know she's finally made it.
1: Yeah, I love all those characters. They're all. Each their own crazy mm-hmm. persona. It's my favorite, my personal favorite, is the um, sensei, the old guy, oh, yes. and like and his gang of you know homeless retire or I guess they're all homeless, like uh, chefs and like I
0: love how he sommeliers
1: goes, and stuff. is crazy. It's yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm.
2: I love how he goes from one moment where he's got like dirt on his face to the next moment he's like the
0: kingpin looking nice in a suit yeah. kind of guy. I was like,
2: wow, you clean up good. <laughs> like yes. <yeah,
0: it's- laughs> Yeah, one aspect I really liked about meeting all those vagabonds or however you want to describe them. Just thinking from a filmmaking perspective, when the son requested the rice omelet, I think it was. Oh, um, they break in. Yeah, and they break into that kitchen. I can only imagine how annoying it must have been to film that. Yeah, we see segmented. everything happen, and... Yeah, because he cooks right in front of the camera. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, so either, you know, they did it all in one take, and it was great, or... They that did it took. multiple
1: times. I'm sure it took a mm-hmm. lot of tries to get that
0: right. Yeah, you but know. you know, having that, I'm a big fan of close ups of objects in films and showing that as like the action instead of watching someone do it, watching it actually being done. I so see. I thought they did a very good job with that. And it makes you hungry. Oh, it man. does. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about sound really quick. Okay. The One, slurping. Two, well, slurping, for sure. There was an opposite of slurping, though, that I oh, yeah. did like that was put in when Tampopo and the noodle expert mm-hmm. were going to test some noodles, and they oh, finally yeah. found the, um. it was like full-bodied or like something full like bodied that. Full-bodied noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, they were I'm using like, lots of words to describe noodles. It's like it went down smoothly, and it still had a little bit of crunch to it. Mm-hmm. But the one noise I really liked that was a uh, foley in was the whoop. Yep. Like right the at the end? Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: that was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually loved listening to that.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. <I laughs> it was, was... funny because you sound you never heard that anywhere else in the film, mm-hmm. but those two
0: parts.
1: Must have been the best Which
0: Neagles. Right. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was yeah. the best needles that they then copied. So I guess that makes mm-hmm. sense for it to have been done there. But that was a very sweet sound. I actually like how she got the recipe for that because she like, oh. totally cohorced him.
2: Uh-huh. Yes. So good. She turned on her spy skills.
0: Yeah, which I felt like at some points that Tampopo was maybe being a little brought down by all of the males that were also in control and helping her. Oh, um, I agree. But that scene specifically, I was like, Tampopo. Popo, you're working <laughs> yes. it. Yes, yes. <laughs> you are taking control of your noodles. You're figuring out what you need to do and I appreciated that.
1: Yeah, I think definitely Tampopo as a character, how independent she, she gets at the end is mm-hmm. just like so good. Yeah. She's got the whole restaurant going and stuff and it's like beautiful. I
2: like you know how in the beginning of the movie the restaurant is very dim lit and it looks kind of dark mm-hmm. and you can hardly see anything, and then at the end it's like pure white, like yeah. she's starting a new beginning and everything. Like mm-hmm. I loved how that they changed that representation.
0: Yeah, and I just love the set design throughout the whole oh, film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh beautiful. Yeah. 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 Especially with the with her final shop that she had. It looked very modern mm-hmm. and it like it you did. said, very bright. Why? I wanna eat there. Yeah. If Let's that's go. a real
1: place, I'm trying to go. <laughs>
2: Is there a tampopo in Japan? I don't know. I
1: yeah. you know, I feel like that would be a really good chain.
2: They should. They should like, totally. There's this whole movie that set up their identity basically and now they just need to come through on like the good ramen.
1: Right. Well good luck, because apparently it's hard uh, to do. <laughs> it takes a whole team of uh, ramen what experts. What does it take,
2: like
0: six I think it's it six. Well, it's five men and then Tampopo. Yeah. From a quick Google search, I have determined that there are many restaurants named Tampopo. Wow. Okay. Uh, well,
1: that kind of makes they're sense. All,
0: they're all like Japanese cafe in California. That oh, sort of thing. Not the Never real made. deal. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I want to go to... Japan and be able to go into her little white new newly lit restaurant and sit down and slurp down all that broth.
0: Exactly. Oh I want the real Tampopo experience. Mm-hmm. Getting
1: hungry just thinking about it. <laughs> Jeez Louise.
0: I really liked the different episodes that were put in. One of my favorite ones I think that I didn't exactly understand why it was in there, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Was the professor scene. Um, oh, where he yeah. ends up being mm-hmm. the con artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Another he one. he's a victim, like
2: portrayed as the victim, like he's getting screwed out of all of his money and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you end up seeing him steal from <laughs> whoever was trying to uh, do him wrong. Mm-hmm. And so then he ends up being a con artist. But then he the thing is is I like how they lead you to think that he's done this multiple times. Like mm-hmm. he's played right. professor
0: multiple times and stole from he's like multiple this people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I, I He's think old and like frail. The character that came in and put the handcuffs on and was like, Oh, you're playing professor again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think just as a short story and an isolated story, that was very well mm-hmm. done. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like okay. how all those skits kind of they don't fulfill your expectations ever. They're always mm-hmm. there's always some surprise at the end.
0: Whether it be erotica Or a fake professor. There you go. (laughs) Um, And I don't remember which character led to after that. But again, that was another example of the false professor and the man who arrested him. They came out and they crossed paths with someone. And again, that was a transition into a new story
2: yeah it w- it led into the woman who's on her deathbed and she cooks oh, for yeah. her family which again love of food or yes. love yeah. and food that's a, that theme comes in through again yeah and the husband who was
0: demanding. i thought he was rude i thought he was rude i, I would have slapped him yeah Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I understand where he was coming from with. I understand, his like after the scene.
2: Mm-hmm. But like when he when she was sick and you could see she was yeah. ready to die, I was like, yeah. why are you what ordering are you her to make food? Like, no, like mm-hmm. let her just die. She just wants to go. But look, like a good woman, she got
0: up and got straight she did into awesome. the kitchen. Like she's a hero <laughs> VIP. No comment in the, for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, probably
1: that seems, safe bet. Hey, love of food. Yeah. Love, it, love it or well, die. That
2: and (laughs) love of her family. She wants to make sure her family gets fed. Yeah, that
1: too. That's it's like there's always some cool dynamic going on with that stuff. It is. Yeah,
2: and it's like it may not just be love of food. There may be love going across different planes or different themes, like family or sex or Mm -hmm. something like that. And it comes through through the food, which Mm -hmm. I think is neat.
0: Yeah, and I definitely think that the love of food theme. My favorite part was with the end credits where it was just yes, breastfeeding. I love
1: that. that. Yep. Oh, my God, yes. After,
0: I, like, so much happening, so many episodes, seeing our main character finally get her restaurant, uh, it really reinforces the food aspect that it's just a part of everyone's life. Yep. hmm um, especially with people who right now in U.S. culture, it's not necessarily the best to publicly breastfeed. But I really think that having that as end credits, which was just a long, sustained take. And then we brought in a little bit closer to mm-hmm. see just the child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, zoomed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought that that was a really great way to show that food is a part of daily life. It's, it's an part
1: act. part of us from when we're born.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. It's a loving act to provide food and receive food, which is really what the whole film was about. I thought it was neat,
2: too, because they continuity through mother, like Tim mm. Popo, oh, through right, the mother yeah. who was on her deathbed yeah. and then the mother who was feeding the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, you get a lot of your food from your mother.
1: Yeah, which... we get all the stages of life in the movie and they're yeah. all That's connected true. to food in yes. some way. you do. And you it's, do. It's crazy. It's a yeah. gastronomic masterpiece yeah. in that it sense.
2: It <laughs> is. I also thought that, you know how other movies have a lot of sex and violence? Sure. This one, it seemed like food even though food was a the theme, it seemed like food overruled all of the sex and violence that was involved.
1: I think food was kind of the controlling force behind exactly For sure everything in the film, which Ex- is why it's you know so prevalent. I really love the camera work in yeah. the skits that they do because mm-hmm. again we have this, this very simple clean look to the overarching story that we see with Tempopo and then when these skits are happening we get this crazy funky stuff going on especially following like the waiters around those transitions and stuff mm-hmm. it must have taken a lot of practice to get all that talent in the right place and then
0: for boom, sure going. I mean I'm just so impressed knowing that this was the second film For this director, the amount, yep, the amount of choreography and the amount of rehearsal that's got to go through that is insane. Seriously, it's a lot of talent, I think, Mm -hmm. and especially you know with the moving parts, and especially because he uses camera motion and character motion as transitions, Mm -hmm. and -hmm. it's done so well and so cleanly. I can only imagine how long that took.
1: Yep. For sure. I, I mean, he, did it he wrote sense it sense. too. You know, oh, I mentioned really? that he wrote it. He wrote all the films he directed.
2: It's still really impressive that this was his second film, mm-hmm. and he wrote it, and he directed it, and he had all that camera work. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's got a cinematographer, but
0: of course. Oh man.
2: But yeah. he's telling what where he wants it to be, what what
0: angle it wants to be. Yeah, at, lighting and everything. I mean, it's his vision, which is really impressive. Exactly, and from literally the start until the end, mm-hmm. he was there mm-hmm. doing that. So he really. Really thought a lot of this through and did a very good job with it <laughs>
1: that's that's clear me now (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: i also really appreciated how much color was in this film
1: right the art direction is seriously impressive i think
0: Mm -hmm. especially
1: you know production design and all that
0: of course i tend to watch darker dramas that sort of thing where maybe we can get a little monochrome or just dark in general watching something like this that even in the death scene that happened it was was still some good color in there Mm -hmm. mm-hmm
1: the color's like, always, like, this consistent... And it fits, like, yeah. whatever mood that they're shooting in, mm-hmm.
0: Uh
1: You know, all those erotic scenes, they had, like, this muted red tone i think from what i recall uh off the top of my head and like all the romantic scenes were beautifully lit especially tampopo and goro their moment in the restaurant and whatnot so pretty to look at
0: i also really liked uh just as a side note when goro went into the bath and he still had his hat with him oh Oh, lovely touch the hat man
1: cowboy hat
0: you know Mm -hmm. it's him it's his identity <laughs> That's that true. cowboy hat it's tied to the hat he's, the,
1: he's like the it's like a western almost he's like this wandering yeah. you know he could be part of a Clint Eastwood movie <laughs> Totally, yeah.
0: And on top of his truck, he had the longhorns. Yeah, yes, he did.
1: Right he top. did. Oh, side note. Goro is played by the legendary Ken Watanabe. That's why he was so good. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his. The acting in this movie we can talk about a little bit too, I think. For sure. It's so on point. All the, uh, all the reactions and we have a lot of the facial I like how, emotive stuff going on.
2: Yeah, for the reactions, I like how you're expecting them to be surprised. Like, you know what's going to happen next a little bit, but then they still make it. It's so natural. Mm-hmm. And it still leads you into the next scene mm-hmm. through, all throughout this movie.
0: Yeah. As long as we're talking about acting, the final, Tam final recipe for the ramen, I really loved that shot of her. First, we're behind her and she's watching everyone eat. And we're, we're seeing how they're not giving a reaction. Yep. Yeah, And yeah. we're watching with her for a little while. And yeah. then the camera goes on to her and she's like tapping her fingers together and like very good with showing on her face how anxious she was
1: yeah she the, the, like anxiety that she had trying and perfect this ramen shop mm-hmm. it's really really well done i forget the actor's name the who played Tampopo. she's so good the sensei was also so good to watch he was very funny. he was
2: funny he was yeah. comedic
1: he he played off the other characters really well i think
2: he did I think the other characters played off of him as well, just because he's a sensei and he like he has the knowledge yes. more than a, more than a lot he of the other ones. He was this cheery
1: presence, and it was yeah. just lovely to have him uh, exactly. on screen.
2: And okay, this is looks wise, his neck in the movie is so tiny than everybody <laughs> else's. Uh,
1: this is something I did not notice,
2: but yeah, not okay, well. <laughs> I noticed it vividly. You got a skinny Dang, neck. You got like a really
0: thin neck. <laughs> it was very wrinkly too. The Old kid now. was cute too. The kid was cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I liked how he uh, was friends with his bullies at the end. How realistic that is. Not sure. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know if that's realistic. It's a nice thought.
2: But it. Ties it all together with being a bright like new future, like That's redoing true. everything, like getting a new beginning.
1: It's a cheesy ending, but I love it so. so It's good. Much. It ties in good. It is. It's great. Yeah.
2: Even though that part of the mo- movie was a little bit cheesy, it still ties in all together very well. Yeah. Very nicely.
1: I think the cheesiness works super duper well.
2: And you get a lot of a lot of cheesiness throughout, like little jokes
1: yeah I love those the little jokes they throw here and there, especially with like um
2: that and they make fun of other artists like yeah. not 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 in a bad way, but like in a nice way, like poking a little fun like you do with
0: your friends,
1: yeah Goro is really good at that too, like he's mm-hmm. always poking fun at people and stuff mm-hmm. so.
0: I have a quick question for both of you about this film because I only watched it the one time. Perhaps if I watched it a second time I could answer my own question but I'd like to hear what you guys think. Um, So we have the beginning of the film our couple that comes in and they say they break the fourth wall and then the male character says that he's going to watch the film now and then he's in it. Yeah and then he's in it. So do you interpret that as he is literally in the film or because of the episodic nature is are we seeing like other parts of his life how are we well I think I don't the,
1: know I wouldn't take it too literally personally just mm-hmm. cause you know he's playing with our expectations once again
0: yeah
2: and if you notice at the end everybody in the restaurant of Tampopo hear the gunshots while they're happening. Yeah, right. so so yeah. it's like he's in the film but not but I don't know or you could also you could take it as you in the beginning could be the uh, person who's shooting him at the end because we never actually see them whoa
1: okay. taking us in a direction I did not expect yeah keep um, going
2: Okay, so like in the beginning, he, you know, the the gangsters talking to you and everything. Right. It never gets panned on us. We never see that character. You always just put yourself in that. And then at the end, you never see the person who's shooting him or killing him or, yeah, basically shooting him with a gun. Mm-hmm. And that could be leading in that you
0: are it, that you're <laughs> the character doing that. So you could be placed in the movie as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we all love food, and that's what's connecting all of these characters. Exactly. Yeah,
1: I'd kill for food, man. I'd kill for some of that bomber. <laughs> Ramen that she's serving at.
0: I Tan really want to taste the broth.
1: Oh, mm. I know.
0: Must they got real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: actually really hungry right now. So the less <laughs> we talk about that broth, the better.
0: <laughs> All right, does anyone have any closing thoughts about Tampopo? <laughs> awesome film
1: super duper awesome closing thoughts from my end I think everyone should give this a try if you haven't and you've listened to this definitely give it a try it's definitely for the food lovers I love food so this spoke to me personally agreed Mm -hmm. a lot and uh, you know we got the whole hero's journey going on right making ramen I love ramen Those are my closing thoughts. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's definitely, it's just a fun film. Uh, Even if you know what's going to happen, the way that it's shot is just so refreshing to watch. The color is great. Characters are great. Four out of five, as I said, I'm into it. Hopefully you are too. Cool. Big movie news. Big movie news. Yeah, we're getting it today.
1: All right, that's there we go. That, <laughs> that is was our great. jingle uh, <laughs> expert over there.
0: This Challenge week, accepted. we have three trailers we're going to talk about. Of course, I know everyone listening on here wants to hear what we think. About the new Last Jedi trailer. Star Wars number eight. But we're going to cover two other trailers first. So, Kristoff, help us out.
1: All right. First of all, I want to bring attention to the latest trailer for Killing of a Sacred Deer Mm. by Yorgos Lanthimos. This is the guy that did um, The Lobster last year. Good, yeah, good, good sir. movie if you haven't oh, seen it. Oh, man. I haven't seen it
2: yet. Don't ruin it. Definitely,
1: definitely do. Uh, he <laughs> is going a little bit psychological thriller, I think, with this new one. Mm-hmm. And the acting looks superb. It's got Nicole Kidman.
2: Honestly, I think from the trailer, Colin Farrell is going to be the really bad and guy. Colin
0: Farrell has got some sick facial hair happening. Hey, he does. That beard
1: mm-hmm. is rocking in that He looks yeah.
0: old. And, like, he looks good old. <laughs> is that his, does anyone know the status of Colin Farrell's hair is he actually graying or did they dye his hair for that?
1: That's the real question I need 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 in this news. We're not
0: bringing the news, apparently.
1: Darn, gotta shave this mustache now.
0: Get rid of those handlebars. <laughs> yeah, which definitely the handlebars are there. That's not a joke that we're saying.
1: Anyways, <laughs> from the trailer, it looked like that direction was superb. Uh, He's got this really weird, eerie zooming in going on. And like the characters all look superbly intense and um spooked. I mean, Nicole Kidman has always given me really good vibes. I for love uh her. She's so good. But she's she's, good. she's got really good vibes for like crazy lady.
2: She is. Yeah. She's yeah. crazy easily not like, like actually, but like I don't know her personally. Sorry, uh-huh. <laughs> right? But sorry, like, Nicole, since you're listening. <laughs> yeah, if you do listen, oh my God, tweet at us, yeah. please. <laughs> please.
1: Tweet at the real. Golden we will
2: have hour you on, on as a special guest. Like literally, <laughs>
0: love you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think she's gonna kill it if she's a psycho in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. She always kills it though.
1: To be honest, yeah, she's so good.
0: I'm also a big fan of how music is used in trailers.
1: That one had a really cool thing going on. And yeah. I think the the one before that had the the daughter singing too there's like yeah. a little smaller yeah down.
0: looks good do you know when that's coming out
1: god i wish i did <laughs>
2: <laughs> look it
1: up real write quick this, uh, down sweet.
2: i wonder how that title is gonna tie in killing a sacred deer
0: mm. to the movie yeah that's true maybe his daughter's a sacred deer I, uh, that's or, my hashtag prediction uh mm. daughter's the deer
1: Going full. Metaphor. or maybe colin
0: farrell hey mm. who knows yeah, I, and also I mean, think he's the bad guy. So yeah, there's lots of killing happening. They were literally just like, "Colin, this person's dying. Colin, now this person's dying. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's a doctor. I think he's doing it all. You I, think so? Yeah, I th-
1: I'm sure. Yeah, it's gonna like subvert what we think, and then it's gonna be him.
2: <gasps> or I hope the, I'm not right. But I know, right, right. Or they go in the movie and they're like, okay, we're going to make you think it's this person. Then we're going to make you think it's Colin. Then we're going to make you think it's somebody
0: else. And then Mm they, and then it's the daughter. Mm. Mm, That'd be good.
1: That'd be weird. I'm down.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait until November 3rd, less than a month from now.
1: Wow. To find out. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, don't have to wait too long. (laughs)
1: <laughs> cool uh, another trailer we're going to talk about right now is Annihilation I'm excited for this one you guys should be too it looks mm. pretty cool
0: this is a book adaptation correct yes, yes it is
1: I think mm-hmm. I've heard from people that it's have read series, it a
0: series correct I, I think it
1: is a series yeah I don't know how good the rest of the books are, but I know from people that have told me that the, the first, first one is supposed to be really good.
2: Okay,
0: so. Maybe a reason why they made a movie out of it.
2: Hey,
1: that, you know, might explain it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the trailer looks great. It gave me a lot of like Arrival vibes.
1: Yeah. The cinematography yes. reminded me of Arrival. It's mm-hmm. got a lot of muted tones, but it's, I guess, aliens or something. It reminded me more of like Predator meets like Avatar
0: Okay, yeah. I can feel that I can feel that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the avatar because of the creatures.
2: Yeah. I feel it because like if you've seen the trailer, there's spoiler. There's like these bubbled trees. So yeah, it gives off that like Yeah, there's
1: like weird like stuff going on with the environment.
0: Mm Mhm. So
1: I don't know. I'm excited. Hey, that's a good trailer. It doesn't give you too much.
0: No, no, no. It does it really
1: doesn't give away that much. So not even spoilers, I don't think.
0: And we still have a long time before that comes out. The release date for Annihilation is February 23rd, 2018.
1: Wow. I That's am not excited. that far away. Oh, forgot to mention this is by um, this is directed and written by Alex Garland, the guy that wrote Ex Machina.
0: I'm definitely interested to see what he does with this because he's going from book material.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see how it well, fares with that. Things, we'll see how original they go with it. But yeah,
0: I
2: mean, they parallel the book and the movie. Do you think the writer? Do you know if the writer helped
0: with writing I don't this think screenplay? He did,
1: no. Yeah, I mean, a
0: lot of times writers don't have that level of control. Yeah, unless exactly. they're like
1: super duper. Uh, prominent writers like someone like J.K. Like James
0: R- Patterson yeah, or, J- or or J.K. Rowling, Rowling yeah. is gonna
1: have super like you know they'll be they'll want to be involved because again those franchises are cash cows too. So. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, makes everybody money.
1: Yeah, except for so. the people buying it. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Our,
0: do we want to talk about Star Wars? Star oh boy. Wars boy. This
1: new trailer, guys, I, oh, man. I yeah, don't know how so to feel.
0: Let me tell you guys something. We record on Monday nights for this podcast. <laughs> we do not film. <laughs> we don't film. You sorry, can't see no BTS behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. But we record on Monday nights. The announcement that a trailer was going to drop came out Sunday, which for us was yesterday. 8th of October. The 8th. Yes, yeah. yes. Sunday the 8th the announcement was made that a trailer was going to drop. A fan tweeted at the film's director, Ryan Johnson, asking if they should avoid this trailer that's coming out today, Monday, if that the trailer revealed a lot, uh, which Ryan responded with saying that he was torn on whether or not fans mm-hmm. should watch the trailer. Yeah, I saw that tweet saying, if you want to come in clean, absolutely avoid it. But it's good with many O's. And, you know, in light of that, you know, Lucasfilm actually sent us the trailer ahead of the halftime report for Monday Night Football because they knew we wanted to talk about it. We've got
1: connections, guys. Uh,
0: Yeah, we've got connections. Uh, I called the production company myself. They said, (laughs) sure thing, Lydia. We'd love to send it to you. So we have seen ahead of its real world premiere We have seen the trailer. And let me tell you, it does reveal a lot of big stuff.
1: It's crazy, guys. Mm -hmm. Wow.
0: I mean, let's just get this out there. My biggest shock, I think, in the whole trailer was Han Solo's back.
1: You know, I don't know really. I don't know where they Trying to take this anymore. Mm-hmm. But Han Solo's
0: I mean,
2: back and he makes out with Chewie. Like,
0: Chewie. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, <laughs> I knew they were friends who we <laughs> no. would have thought something more.
2: I mean, okay, he's we... really
1: furry. Would you want to?
0: What? I, it's, you know? like, it's like if someone with a beard. Ew. Yeah. know okay. <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. Ryan Johnson no. is he's experimental to say the least.
0: Yeah, um, this it really looks like it's going to be uh, more of a surrealist Yeah, a they're, Star going Wars very, film. they're going very
1: they're going very art house with this next None Star of this Wars film. this is true.
0: Um, well, um, I don't know what you're talking about, Maddie. This is all very true. Especially Listen here. I was shocked that they did reveal, I can confirm right here on Golden Hour podcast. I can confirm that Kylo Ren and Rey are siblings. Dang.
1: That was a yeah. big, huge drop of the trailer mm-hmm.
0: there. Which I can't believe that came out in the trailer.
1: I know. Talk about spoiling the movie.
0: Huh. The, I don't know if you're being real or not. Like, uh, the worst? We watched it together, Maddie. Maddie come on. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: I think I think one of the things that caught me the most by surprise, mm-hmm. aside from the hand Solo thing, which I think is a cheap shot, right. is like Agreed. Like Finn. Get the romance off. I, there's too much romance in this movie. Mm-hmm. We got Finn and Poe Dameron going at oh, it now. Oh, like, I want. Hey, and
0: I mean you know, going props, at it.
1: Props for that. Let's let's go.
2: I really, yes. I really actually I want Finn and Captain Phasma to get it
0: off. You know, you know that, that? I really am hoping for there that. There was actually a little <laughs> bit of a hint of that in the trailer they were giving each other some eyes okay i thought he was with well po, though.
1: eyes are like the visor thing on the helmet but <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's basically to same it's thing hard to so mm-hmm.
2: but yeah okay and this is a real update and confirmation that the star wars planet that luke skywalker is on which ray goes to at the end of the star wars 7 film the planet is confirmed to be named aka 2 Wow. And, yeah, I know. I thought that was interesting. Shocker. Really reminds I me of I thought that was interesting. Where's Akko 1?
1: Hey, where's Akko 1?
2: <laughs> I don't
0: know where Akko 1 is. And Akka, it's not... Excuse me? That's oh, pitch God. perfect. For not even a that. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, you can catch Star Wars The Last Jedi on December 15th. 2017.
1: So we'll probably be talking about it again at some point.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right after December 15th. (laughs) Probably right after it comes out. So the sun is setting on the golden hour.
1: It is, guys. I think we're going to have to call it a day. If you guys want to tune in next week, we're going to be watching Taste of Cherry by Abbas Kiarostami. It's an hour and 39 minutes. More art house, fancy movie making going on. Another Criterion film. I'm excited because Kiarostami is hailed as one of the great Iranian directors. We'll see what he has to offer at this. You
0: know, I don't know if I've seen any films by Iranian filmmakers, so I'm definitely looking forward to that new perspective.
1: Getting cultured.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Golden Hour. This is Golden Hour.